Welcome to John Boy and Jake Radio. Today is October 22nd. This is the first official episode of John Boy and Jake Radio. We're going to be talking about New York sports. We're going to be making some jokes. We're going to be talking about some other sports. We're going to be making some other jokes. We got Knicks played two games over the weekend. The Jets lost. The Rangers lost. We got the World Series established. We got a fight in LeBron's first game in L.A. And we got a lot of more fun stories and weird stuff to talk about. Let's get talking. All right, what's up, everybody? Thank you very much for tuning in. If you are tuning in, I'm going to guess you're a Talking Yanks listener or know Jake and I personally, and we thank you very much for switching over to this. This is the first episode. There's a lot of episodes from last week that were test shows. They'll be in your feed if you want to scroll down and listen. We were working out some kinks, figuring out how we're going to do this, but we want to do a daily radio show. We like talking to each other. We like talking to you guys. We wanted to get our, uh, some non-Yankees. We like talking about other stuff, too. So this is the outlet for that. So right away, if you're interested, go subscribe. Get yourself on the feed. That would help us out a lot. Listen to a couple episodes, then we'll leave a rating and review. Don't jump the gun on it. You know, Really let yourself sink in. See if you like it. If you don't, just leave. Kindly leave without reviewing. What's up, Jake? How you doing? Good morning, Jimmy. Good morning. Good morning. I'm good. I'm good, man. It's a nice, nice Monday morning in Denver, Colorado. I haven't um, been. Out, I just went outside. It's nice here, though. It's the weather has turned. It's like officially definitely fall. It was really cold. I did some fall activities over the weekend. Was in heaven. Saw that. I you, uh, you were you were running a uh, nineteen-year-old girl's Instagram for a little bit. Oh, dude, I I, I am not ashamed of how yeah, much I no love shame in your game. I love apple picking. Well, basically, it's like climbing trees and and finding balls in trees and stuff, which is the best thing it in my childhood. It essentially is finding balls in trees. Yeah, which is like my favorite childhood pastime. My dad used to take me to his men's league softball games with a, a backhoe and a shovel, and I would just go in the woods and collect all the foul balls. And I, it was like, that was my dream, seven, my seven-year-old dream life. That's essentially what apple picking is. No, it's funny you do that now and you're a total weirdo. I do do that. Like, well, not now, but when Luke was playing, so when I was like 24 and Luke was, I didn't bring shovels. I would, right. but I, I was big on, let me go in the wood and find, find baseballs. Yeah. I mean, still, still not a fantastic look, but. Grown up Easter egg hunt. That's what it is. Apple picking. And they're good apples. Kind of. I'm just picturing, I'm being, I'm, I'm the kid on the little league field. And I'm watching the adult go into the woods with the shovel and digs for balls for two hours. And I'm looking at him like... No shovel, man. Okay, yeah. All right. I only had the shovel because it was a swamp and I had to rake him out of the swamp. Rake him up. And then the, the softball coaches would be like, those are our balls. And I was like, were you going to go get them? Yeah, what's the deal here, guy? Because I'm seven years old and I still have work to get these balls. And I go home and I play with them. And you don't get them anymore. Adults used to back me up. Like, were you going to get him? He just got him. There is. <laughs> Pretty funny. All right. What's up, everybody? Thanks. Um, how's your weekend? Did you do anything fun? You had your girlfriend's mom in town as well? What did I do? Yeah, we both had each other's significant others, significant other mothers in town. Um, and, yeah, we just, we, we Denvered hard, man. Went to a bunch of restaurants. Played with the dog a lot. There's a little Oktoberfest thing in our building. Um, watch sports. That's about it. 
I made apple pie out of the apples. Pretty good. Mm. It's crazy how different apples taste because we were trying all different flavors. You know, pull them right yeah. off, bite it. Like, I am all out on Red Delicious. I think you're crazy if you like Red Delicious. Sure. But there's a lot of different flavors, like a bunch of apples. They taste completely different. That's not nice, man. It's you. People can like Red Delicious. They just have a different taste. Yeah, weirdos. Okay. See? We're allowed, to make, we're allowed to make jokes here. I, oh, I'm making jokes. I'm putting it right back on you, Brother Nature. Don't call me that. I don't like nature. I already did. You but just said you loved apple picking. That's part of nature. You got to take the good with the bad. All right. All right. I like some parts of nature. Next time. You'd spend hours digging through the trees. <laughs> That's part of nature. I don't care about nature. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> All and, right. And and you're revealed. <laughs> That's the known thing. All right, here's how we're gonna do. We're gonna go around the tri state area, do some New York teams first, update you on what happened, see if there's anything we really want to touch base on. The Knicks played two games and lost two very close games, Jake. I didn't watch these because I was out and about doing things, and I'm not the biggest Nets fan, Knicks fan, but they lost by a bucket to the Nets and the Celtics. Is that how what I'm seeing? What happened? Yeah. Here? I it's we we joked about it a lot last year. If you guys don't know, I do a talking Knicks podcast. Listen to that. But the Knicks are one more bad year, one more bad year, and we joked last year. The ideal Knicks game is to play really good basketball and lose right at the end, so you keep losing and get a good draft pick, and that's exactly what they did in these games. Uh so yeah, they they looked pretty good. It's I don't know. It's you're still three games in. You don't really know what's going on, but uh, I mean they're like having fun, playing pretty good basketball. They just kind of lost both games. Which again, right now you're still kind of bummed out. It's like oh we could have beat the Nets and Celtics. We'd be three and zero. Maybe this Knicks team is pretty good. And it's like no, you have to talk yourself off that ledge every year as a Knicks fan. But uh. Yeah, some fun guys. You'd a uh, cu- couple guys you'd be into. Uh, Mario Hizonia. He's twenty three. He played on the Magic for a while. I want to say he's Mario Hizonia. Everyone call him like Moro. Hizonia. H E. Mo um, Moro. So that's not that's not flying. No, because there's no R in his name at all. But well, Moho um, sounds like uh, some weird part of New York City. Well, there's there's a rookie who's called Isozo, Alonzo Trier, and you can also do Isozo for Mario Hazonia, so I'm trying to work on that. But uh, he's from Croatia, excuse me, 6'8". He's been in Orlando the past few years, and there's always been like a couple kind of quirky highlights about him, and you're like, okay. But Bet he's a big guy, water polo fan. He basically plays silly basketball. Like he shoots his jump shot as high as he can. He takes just like ridiculous... <laughs> He he takes like ridiculous like backyard shots, like complete rainbow. Like no, you need the arc to come down, just like. Oh yeah, he's, he's having a good time out there. But it's it's, and I I said this on the Talking Nicks podcast, and I think it's something people can get mad at because people could get mad at anything. But it looks like he learned to play basketball growing up in a different country. <laughs> like I think <laughs> I think I think people would say that in soccer, and it's almost. I don't want to say an endearing team, but if someone has incredible footwork or stuff like that, you talk about them being Brazilian. If their control is special, you talk about them being a Spanish play style or something like that. That's how this guy kind of plays basketball. Like he grew up doing his own. He was the six eight guy 
in Croatia doing whatever he wanted. And it's he's a lot of fun. How how deep are water polo pools usually? How no. deep are water polo pools? I feel like seven, eight feet, something like that. Because if they're seven feet and you have a six eight guy, water polo is the biggest sport in Croatia, which is what right. I'm getting at. So I'm thinking maybe he got kicked out of the pool. Like, dude, you're too tall. You're st- you're standing. We can tell you're standing. Go play basketball. Maybe I I want to say the pool's deeper than that. I I don't know. I feel like water polo's like a, a different breed. Like your your brother in law was a water polo guy, right? Yeah, and his brother. Yeah. You got to have a little bit of a weird side to you. Because there's like a wrestler's mentality. Like you want to be bumping and wearing helmets and contact, but you're swimming. There's a bit of a wrestler's mentality, and I yeah. think his height goes wasted. His arm reach probably doesn't, but if you're six eight and you're like getting in the pool, you're just taking away all you got. You're you're the same exact player as me, who's five seven. I don't know. I think it's still an advantage because they do like the swinging arm stuff. I think technically their arms are longer, so a a seven foot wingspan probably helps more than my three foot wingspan. I'll I'll but, ask. I can ask yeah. my uncle. We'll Dra- I research. can ask my uncle Dragon, who's from Croatia. I can ask Brett, <laughs> my brother in law, who plays water polo. But I'm pretty positive that this dude on the Knicks got kicked out of the pools because he was standing. Yeah. Well, you'd like him. They they've got a couple young guys that are fun too, and they're they're still figuring out Woodson or not Woodson. That's their old coach. Uh, Fizdale, he's he's like a cool guy, and he shows emotion on the sideline, which is fun for a coach. I know, um, I know a lot about Fizdale. Take that for data. Yeah, that's all I know about him. It's a good quote. And then he, they fired him, and all his all his all his uh, players were like, "What the fuck? We really liked him." Yeah, he's he's very much a quote unquote players coach, and we're we're figuring out what that means a little bit. Like I, so far early, if like you're hot, you're hot. He leaves you in, which you appreciate that from a coach. Yeah. Um, and he shows good emotion. So, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see as the season goes. Well, one more um, thing. Speaking of people getting yeah. mad, I don't yeah. know who was running the at Talking Knicks pod, the Twitter account for Talking Knicks. If you're looking for uh, if you're out of town and you're looking for Knicks updates or you just want to talk Knicks, go follow them. Talking Knicks pod on Twitter. Sure. I don't know which guy from Talking Knicks was running it, but they tweeted out what this young team is doing is they're just trying really hard, which is good. And I understood what he said, but I also could understand how people could easily be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And uh, they, yeah. did, whoever was running it defended it well. But he said the Celtics, when Brad Stevens came, he made them play like college basketball and just like tried really hard. And the Celtics went 25 and 55, whatever the hell it was. And he can, was it Tom? Was it Greg? Like Ken? I don't know. Um, I I want to say Greg or Ken. I I don't know. I don't. I like someone credit where credit's not due. I liked all the conversations that spawned off that tweet with some people saying like, "Don't compare them to the Celtics." He's like, "I'm comparing them to the 25 and 55 Celtics," and other right. people saying like, "Well, trying hard is huge." Yeah, and the NBA, it, it is getting guys to play every night, and they they have a lot of young guys. Some nights they're going to play 11, 12 guys, which. I think it's super interesting that the NBA gets so strict about that because a lot of it is players like finding a rhythm and needing, if you're a bench guy, needing 15, 20 minutes at least to get going. Um, But I don't know, saving energy and like a lot of these guys are athletic freaks. If you throw these guys out there and and give them some run, I don't know. Um, But yeah, there are some comparisons there. I think the one thing that's different is, I mean, the Knicks are hoping to sign two or at least one of whoever the biggest free agents are this year. And the Celtics were like straight draft picks. Um, and Brad Stevens was 
truly a college coach. But yeah, no, I, it's if you're trying to build an organization, why would you not want to a get a coach in there who has some has some time to grow and can grow and become part of the team's fabric so that people respect him uh, with your young talent and just. It's it's like if if I were to go back and take a college class now, I would learn so much more because there wouldn't be pressure like oh, I gotta get. <laughs> well, my pressure was to give myself a B minus in a class, but if I went to a course on something I was trying to learn right now, you just learn and try to like get as much knowledge as you can out of it. Where I I don't know. Does that comparison make any sense, or am I just crazy person? You lost me a little, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um. Especially like if I went back to college now, that's why the, all the all the old people in college were taking like vigorous notes and shit. And you were looking at them when you were 19, 20 years old, like, what are you doing? And you're like, oh, right. they're actually just trying to better their lives. Whereas, right, you're Bingo. too young and dumb to figure that out. You're just like, no, nah, I just need to do this to move on to the next part. Well, I'll take a little more pride. All right, moving on. The Jets lost to the Vikings by 20. I think before the season started, this wouldn't be a surprising score. The Jets were 3-3 three and three going in, so if they won, they would have a winning record, which is fun. I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't speak for Jets fans, but I got to believe they're happy with like a 500-year in Darnell looking like the future. So I don't know how brutal this loss was. There was a lot of I, – I saw bits and pieces. A lot of tipped picks for Darnell, like ricochet shots. Uh, yeah. I didn't watch a lot of this game, but the Vikings are supposed to be good. Why are they wearing their Thursday night uniforms this week? Why was every team wearing color rush uniforms this week? Uh, swag. There had to be a reason. I couldn't figure it out. And they're also not doing p- breast cancer every week in October. Yeah, they had... You're, you know what? They did have something going on with their towels that was colorful. I, I forget what it was, but I I was noticing that. Yeah, that that's kind of dumb. The Niners wore all... Or not the Niners, the Rams. Whoever played the Niners wore all yellow. The Jets were all green. Every yeah. team was wearing their color rush colors. I don't. I'm, someone's listening to this and knows why. Tweeted at me because I'm interested. I don't know why they're doing that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Knicks or Jets are so weak to weak. Like Darnold looks great. Uh, Knicks or Jets defense looks pretty good. It's like yeah, uh, the the Jets got something going here. And then, I don't know. The Vikings are still supposed to be a really good team. They they just kind of had a a couple tough losses at the start of their season. But yeah, I mean it's it's all on Sammy D. I I picked up a little uh fantasy football tip for you guys. I picked up wide receiver uh the Jets wide receiver curse cuz I I needed a guy and he put up zero zeros across the board. No catches, no anything. So, a little bit of a fantasy guru. <laughs> zero, no anything. Nothing. Almost looked like he didn't play. The Rangers had one game this weekend. I'm getting back yeah. into hockey. I used to watch probably like 2009, 2010, 2011. I watched the Sharks a lot because my college buddies watched it. So I watched every game. I like hockey. I played hockey. But now I'm on the Rangers bandwagon. I'm a die easy fan. But what the fuck is hockey schedule, man? Like baseball's every day, football's every Sunday, it's Thursday, one game, Monday, one game. You know what I mean? But like, what the fuck is the hockey schedule? The Rangers, I don't even understand it, man. They had no game Thursday, no game Friday, no game Saturday. How do you have, how do you have three off days in a row? 
Yeah, I think the different players' associations set up stuff for rest. And practice used to be the big thing. Like, teams would complain that they can't actually practice stuff. Um, yeah, ba- basketball and hockey are both weird. Yeah. I, all right, the human brain is so regiment, regimented? Regulated? Regimented. Regimented and scheduled. and So then they play Sunday night. But I was tired as hell last night, and sure. uh, as soon as it went down three nothing, I just went to bed. So die easy fan, but I, so yeah. I can't tell you much about this game. Um, the Rangers lost. I'm sure you can't say much either. We in the future, I was watching every Rangers game with actual opinions about the players and trying to learn. This guy Zibby, I think people hated him after the three games, Zabanajad, and now uh, I think he's doing good things from what I've seen. That's all I got. Yeah, I I just it's kind of funny coming into hockey season because I know the Rangers' expectations weren't big this year, but with hockey you always kind of have that asterisk like, well, kind of any team can do anything like Las Vegas. Las did Vegas, last year. yeah. But this, this the the early returns from this Rangers team not not so hot. They're in games, so like you were saying with the Knicks, you want them to be in games. Um, this was the first one that I turned it off. Every other game they've been like tick for tack. Uh, goal for goal they were in games they went to three overtimes already in like six games so they're mm. I think that's what you want from a young team play hungry play hard play to the end make it a game so there you go I clear eyes full, full hearts. hearts can't lose I had to take after all all right let's go around the globe some of the national headlines we uh we got the playoffs for MLB which are now finalized Dodgers advance to the World Series versus the Red Sox. Pretty good matchup for MLB. Brewers would have been fun, but this is a much better TV rating matchup. Uh, I think the Red Sox are going to win. Do you have thoughts? Honestly, it's tough, and not even being a Yankees fan, but I I just I don't I don't want to give too much of my expert opinion, Jimmy. But right now, I I don't have a take. Like I. I feel like either of these teams could come out and win in five. I think most likely this is going to be a really good series and go to seven. But I, I, it's, I, I, it's not like I've done full scouting reports and say, oh, Jack Peterson's got a really good matchup against Purcello. But there's nothing that jumps off the page to me. I think it, it's going to be – and something in this World Series is going to be totally different, whether it's pulling starters early or – um, and we've seen that throughout the playoffs. But, like, the Red Sox have big decisions to make because J.D. Martinez has been their full-time DH, um, and now he's either going to have to play the outfield and they're talking about maybe moving Mookie around. And, like, you set yourself up for good things, but you also set yourself, you set yourself up for bad things if J.D. Martinez can't pl- make a play in right field that, he, that Mookie would or if Mookie plays some second base that there's been rumored and he can't turn a double play or something. Um, and then at the same time, like, you have the Dodgers coming in and they were talking about how none of the Dodgers outfielders have played at Fenway, which is a really weird outfield, and then does something come down to that? Baseball and, is so weird like that. Kershaw's never and, pitched at Fenway. And just, like, think about this. I, I mean, normally you could look at a playoff series and say, like, all right, it's going to be Kershaw sale and then it's going to be uh, you know, Price, Bueller, and then it's going to be Ryu, whatever. I mean, yes, those matchups still matter to a degree, but also almost not at all. Because <laughs> if they start getting hit early or if it's uh, a close game and they have the lead early and they get into trouble, like, 
I don't know. For me, it's it's tough. And with the Red Sox, obviously they have this special and dynamic team that's had a lot of good things happen their way. Um, and it's also been players making good plays, like Ben Benintendi makes the diving catch to save a game. Yeah, all all the credit in the world, but also if that's a foot away, gutsy takes, as hell play by Benny on that one. Yeah, you take one bad half step, now the whole series has changed. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what what really pivots these games. And I I don't know. It's I I don't have a lean. I just I'm expecting it's going to be a really good series, seven games or so. I'll 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 say Dodgers just because for my own sanity a little bit. Did you see any of the clinch game seven Brewers Dodgers? Yeah. So I was just in to peek into my brain for this night. I was out all day in the city Friday. We went to a Broadway play. We did a bunch of stuff. It was actually a pretty good time. Walked on the High Line in Manhattan. Oh man, dude, Manhattan so bad, so bad. Tough. Bring me Christmas time and bring me never again. But I did have fun, uh, and the play was really cool. Really cool story. I'll, maybe I'll say it at the back end of the show. As I think people should know about it. Sure. I go home. The next day we do apple picking. I'm gassed out. My little cousin's baseball game. I'm gassed out. So I go home and uh, like go to dinner. I'm like, no, nah, I'm just going to sleep. So I get fully in bed at like 6 o'clock, and I pass out so easily. And Katie wakes me up at 8 and is like, come on, nap over with dinner. I'm like, I wasn't napping. I was asleep for yeah, the night. That was it. So we go to dinner, and I'm, I'm half asleep, and the Brewers-Dodgers game's on as we sit down. We sit down, and I see Puig versus Jeffress with runners on, and I almost I, – I'm not trying to be crazy uh, or annoying, but I almost typed up, like, if you don't think Puig's taking care of Jeffress right now, you haven't been watching the series. But then I thought about if Puig struck out and how annoying the responses would be. Right. So I just said, I'm rooting for Puig to take Jeffress to the moon right here. And then he did, but on did. all the test shows this whole week, I've been talking about how Jeffers was so bad. He couldn't get his off-speed pitch in the dirt, and you just sat high, hang one, and Preak hit a home run. I was rooting for the Brewers, but they, that was really bad to put Jeffers in that spot. Yeah, and it's it's crazy, and that's the cat and mouse game where things are totally different now. They put Hader in the third inning, and he pitched you know, three shutout innings or whatever it was, which was awesome, but I don't know. Did did you kind of push your stuff too early? And if for them, they did. And that's, I mean, that's what the Red Sox have been doing. They've been going all in, doing every man up to get their outs. And they've had three really close games that if they'd lost them, they would have been in a tough spot. But they didn't lose those games. So give them all the credit. Um, and yeah, man, Puig's funny. I mean, that was an outside curveball. Like, it wasn't a great curveball, but it was off the plate. And he hit it deep on a line to left center field. And it's kind of what we did talk about. <laughs> on on a couple of the pilot apps was like this guy is so talented that he should be respected as like a 280 30 35 home run guy and he obviously took his lumps and he 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 only played I think in 125 regular season games this year but it's so fun. every postseason now he just he brings it and he's got the talent so I don't know he's he's fun to watch you you know how I feel about sexy playoff Puig all right Jeffress pitched 4.2 innings sure. in this series. Guess how many runners he allowed to reach base in 4.2 innings? 10. 13. That's bad. First appearance, two hits. Second appearance, three hits, one walk. Third appearance, two hits, one walk. 
Then in game six, he went an inning unscathed, got all three out. Then the last game, three hits, one walk. That guy was pitching himself off the World Series roster, and they continued to use him in big spots. I mean, maybe that comes down to just the whole strategy of what the Brewers were doing, and you can't rely on everyone to do everything. But uh, that was I was pretty happy when, when Puy got him because it was just like, yeah, guys, yeah. It's like when they brought A.J. Cole in for the Yankees and finally got him. I was like, yeah, guys. Yeah, man, and I think – Something that's overlooked. I, I know you're looking at some of his stats. Do you know his regular season ERA this year? Um, I can find it real quick. No, I have it. No. I was I was asking if you knew. No, what is it? What do you think it was? Um, I don't. I don't two something. One two nine ERA with a WHIP that started with zero. But postseason's new birth, man, and you got to go off what's what's happening. I get that, and just think about it. Think about if you have a guy who's who's done that for you during the season, and then his last appearance, like you said, in game six or whatever other game it was, he had a perfect inning, or he didn't let any runners on. I mean, you're still I, – I know the playoffs is a new season, but you're still entrenched in that guy. He had 15 saves, 8-1 record, one two nine ERA. Um, so it's tough, and, dude, his face after the Puig home run, I don't know if you saw that, but that sucks. His face every time it looked like he was trying to fake intensity to me. He's chewing uh, on after, after the Puig home run. It was just pure like, God, I should be doing so much better than I am doing. This sucks. I didn't see. I it. just I just blew my team season. <laughs> I didn't see it. All right, let's talk about LeBron's first game in L.A. versus the Houston Rockets. And there's a brawl, Jake. There's a fight now. A brawl. You told me we were going to talk about this, so I went and watched it. I watched some post game interviews. And, did uh, you see it became a like a full blown internet story? Of course it did. It's the NBA. Yeah, NBA yeah. is a theater, not a sport. Yes, um, and a sport too. Yeah, but I mean, we're, we know who wins. Are you ready for my take? Sure. Rondo didn't spit on him. He did though. Do they have? You didn't see that video that came out? Oh, see, this is what I was asking you. Did they? I scoured last night before yes. I went to bed. Oh, I'll tag you in something, dude. Um. Yeah, man. So did it he was, spit on him before? Or after Paul put his fingers in his face? Before he spit on him. <laughs> so okay, I didn't see. So, I didn't see so, that shot. So Jim, no. So this is this is funny because, so this is what, so every like NBA analyst gave it like, so it happened that night, and then even the next morning into, yeah, into the next morning, they were like, God, it, you know, because Rondo has a little bit of a history, so they were like. I, I don't think I want to defend Rondo, but, like, I don't know. If Chris Paul did what he did and there's no video of Rondo spitting, because if there was, I, I just tagged you in something. On, um, on Twitter or Instagram? Twitter. Um, he goes, because if there was Twitter or if there was a visual of him spitting, we would have had it instantly. That's just how our brains work nowadays. You're... You're on, you know, it's an ESPN game. It's LeBron's first game. You have all of these cameras. Like, there would have been clear video of Rondo spitting on him. And then, so, like, literally after a couple of my favorite sports opinion guys were finally like, yo, I think Rondo's in the clear. You got to dot, you got to, like, excuse him on this. Like, I know he has the history, but it looks like Chris Paul's the bad guy. And then literally, like, a half hour later, that video I just tagged you and leaked out. And it it's 
It's t- it's not like he hocks a loogie. No, he he kind of knows that he's got wet lips and he breathes real heavily on like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, still technically. No, it's, he spit it, on him. I'm, I'm, yeah, there you go. You've got but, me. But no, it's it's funny that you said that because literally that's and it was funny because every analyst was doing the same thing like. God, I feel like this is going to come back to bite me if I defend Rondo, but we would have seen it, right? And then, boom, they show that. And it's, it's, I'll give Rondo props. That's as sneaky as a spit as you can do on someone. Right? That's pretty they, good. And it's kind of funny because Chris Ball has this, I, I wouldn't say a goody two-shoes reputation. He can play kind of dirty on the court a little bit, but off the court he's this all-American guy and he's, you know, State Farm commercial Chris Paul and like Rondo's got this kind of bad boy reputation. So everyone was like, <laughs> it, it just doesn't make sense. But I think Chris Paul's a bad guy. And then that comes out. So he Rondo gets suspended three games, Chris Paul two games. And then Brandon Ingram, who came in at the end of the fight with a, a gentleman sucker punch. He's, he got the most games, which well, is he, kind of he proper also, order. He also started it. He should, he's, the, he's the one that looks terrible. This whole thing. I yeah, mean, and Rondo. Rondo spit on a guy. <laughs> yes, but Ingram still looks worse. He he oh, yeah. he shoved Harden just out of pure frustration, and I thought Harden looked good coming out of it because oh yeah, because he was like, "What I do, man? Like, why are you yeah. hitting me?" And he didn't want to fight at all after he got shoved. He just kind of looked around. LeBron looks good if you want to say LeBron looks good uh, because he's just trying to stop it. Like that's his friend and stuff. Rondo looks bad, but also impressive sneaky spit. Ingram looks the worst. You know who else made me laugh? Who uh, made you laugh? I believe Carmelo? it was Lance Stevenson in his post game. He says very somberly, like, things are going to happen. People are going to get suspended. <laughs> like, so sad <laughs> about it. Yeah. Like, guess we're not going to get Christmas gifts this year. <laughs> it's, it's bummed out, man. Uh, I mean, this is great for the NBA. This is what the NBA is. Yeah. Yeah. And that. It's funny because normally this happens. There's some pushing, and you're like, you'd you'd review the tape to see if if there was something that could be considered a punch or a spit. This one had an actual spit and a punch, so people are like, "This is a great NBA fight." I wish, um, and I mean, LeBron's first home game, yada yada yada. NBA thrives on off the court stories or non play stories like that is what the nba thrives on and the mlb is the exact opposite where they don't have any of those nearly enough they i wish the two would meet in the middle because they're kind of polar opposites in how they promote their sport the nba does a better job oh yeah clearly because the mlb does a horrible job but still the mlb is a lot more on like the actual play where nba yeah i mean just like with all the analytical stuff the nba's been doing some things to put out a better basketball product um they're still figuring out their rest schedule because it's like i just said with the knicks playing 12 guys when it when it's playoff basketball you want to play your best guys and it's usually seven or eight guys um so you know a team like golden state is gonna rest their good players when you have to so you still have like Gordon Gordon Hayward and Kawhi, I both think I mean Gordon Hayward's coming off that giant injury. Kawhi just joined Toronto and they both just got rest days in their third game, which is a really tough look. Um but yeah, I mean and the other thing hey, basketball's 2 hours and I think the highlights are still more appealing than the generic baseball highlight. Like you and me are baseball guys, so if we see a great baseball play, I think that jumps out to us more than a cool basketball dunk. But your average dunk compared to, I don't know, a, a generic home run or like 
a diving play in the hole. I, I don't know how you'd fully compare it, but it's it's more tidy and the highlights are there and easy. Yeah, I'm and not. They're high, know what it is? They're highlights people can't do. Yeah, I'm not like trying to. Like you and me can go around the yard and dive around a little bit and make some plays. We tried. We still can't but do it. But dunking ain't our strength. Well, no height. I'm not trying to pick on any sport or anything. I hate people that are like downplay other sports because any sport right. is awesome once you get into it and you have the knowledge to understand it from a deeper level and like know why they're moving the ball, why they're running, what they're running, pick and rolls, all that. I just think the NBA is clearly an entertainment sport at this at this point, and and I think they're doing a good job of it. So this is great. This fight, the MLB would be embarrassed as hell. The NBA, I think, is probably like, eh, that was good. It's good for ratings. Oh, yeah. As, as long as <laughs> and anything below fighting people in the stands, NBA usually pretty happy. Yeah. All right. Do you want to talk about any other games from the NFL? We have the Giants tonight, which we'll talk about tomorrow. But I, I didn't – I watched the end of some games. So Carson Wentz looked like he was playing with a broken hand for the last couple throws of his drive. It was actually – I only saw the last drive, so I don't know how he played the rest of the game. He had two throws or three throws. I was like, dude, what the fuck? It looked like his hand was broken. Just couldn't yeah, I, throw I, the ball. I, I didn't see those throws. I just know I and this is tooting myself, tooting my own horn without any evidence. But I was watching this game for a little bit, and I was tracking it. I have Cam Newton and some fantasy. Cool story, dude. But um, I feel like Cam Newton, and it's funny how people have – you, you just look at some box scores and you can kind of tell what's going on. Or, I mean, you could talk about <laughs> primetime Andy Dalton has some of the worst quarterback stats ever, which is brutal. But I feel like Cam Newton has one or two games a year that their team is just so dead. They go down like two, two and a half scores with the fourth quarter left, and then they just turn it on and win. And this was, I mean, you could say that for Cam Newton, and this is the classic NFL game like the Eagles – took their foot off the pedal, and then they had nothing when they needed it, and Carolina came back and won. Yep. So I think that was kind of cool. Uh, the Patriots-Bear game, that was I think that was kind of the headline game from the weekend. The Bears are doing good things in the NFC. The Pats are the Pats. Um, Trubisky has some plays where he's stinky poopy. That not, Hail Mary, get, though, was... yeah. And I mean, there's so many things there because Trubisky, like w with a young quarterback, any any confidence is awesome, and like that that would have been a chunk of it. And the guy who caught it was Kevin White, who's been a bust for them for years. And you know, Chicago sports fans have have a good sense of humor, but they were like, "All would have been forgiven," blah blah blah. But they they honestly they had some bad turnovers. They gave up two special teams touchdowns to the Patriots. Block and you lose punt at the and kick return, right? Yeah, you lose at the one yard line. So yeah, if you give if you give the Patriots any opportunity, they basically win. Um, but yeah, that and then the Chiefs were the night game and they rolled again. And Mahomes is crazy, and everyone's talking about him being the best ever. So what about the Browns? Browns fourth overtime in seven games. It's kind of hilarious. Talk about talking about you just want your team to compete. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Did you see? So I was watching the Browns Bucks at the end, and the Bucks kicker missed an extra point from the right hash mark, and he missed it about a ball length wide right. Sure. I think it even skimmed the upright. So then, right as regulation is ending, the Bucks have a pretty decent chip shot of a field goal to win it and avoid overtime. Yeah. 
Sure. And they run a play to put the ball on the right hash again. Like they move the ball to the right. Mm. And my uncle was like, why'd they just do that? He missed from the right hash right last time. Why'd they take him away from center? He did the same. It's basically the same exact video, the replay of both missed field goals. Right hash, missed the upright by a ball length on the right. And we're all flabbergasted. I mean, I guess if the kicker likes the ball on the right and usually he kicks it well, that you have to do that. But it was from like a casual viewer. It's like, uh, idiots. Yeah. No, you just did this. Um, yeah, and I guess that's the other story that I'm sure talk shows are just murdering to death, but did you see the Cowboys ending? No, I was asleep. Oh, my God. So <laughs> so just ugly NFC East game, Cowboys-Redskins. Cow- Cowboys, like, shouldn't have had a shot at it, but they get the ball back, and they're, they're driving. They're down three, and so they get it, they get it down to – uh, I want to say they get it down. It's it's going to be like a 40, 45, 46-yard field goal, which you don't assume your kicker makes, especially at the end of the game. But, you're, like, length isn't a factor then. Like, every NFL kicker, kicker should have the length for a 45-year-old field goal. Um, so they get an illegal snap penalty. So the Redskins have a timeout. So you're waiting to see, are the Redskins going to ice the kicker? Um, and then a guy jumps off sides on the Redskins, and you're like, oh, shoot. And you're kind of running through your head. You're like, this is a big penalty either way, because you went from tough field goal to win the game to either really hard field goal or kind of makeable field goal. So they called an illegal snap on the Cowboys. Like, the center was just moving with the ball, and I don't know. It's one of those penalties that football guys will be like, you could call that on a lot of plays if you wanted. But it moved them back, so it was a 52-yard field goal, and they ended up hitting the post, and it was, like, curving towards the post. So if it was 46, it would have been good. So everyone was just going nuts about that. But the Cowboys, I mean, the the Giants are lucky that the Cowboys are looking as bad as they are because I think it's taken some of the heat off of them. Where's Dan Bailey? Dan Bailey, so your boy. No friends. Dan Bailey, he uh, he was a free agent this year. And he asked to be paid like the best kicker because he's got the best like field goal percentage in NFL history or whatever. And nobody signed him. So after that first week when it was like chaos, the Browns kicker missed four field goals or whatever it was. Um, the Vikings kicker missed a bunch of field goals. Basically, that started the Dan Bailey sweepstakes, which was kind of genius. Um, and then the Vikings signed him cause they were like, shoot, we're supposed to be one of the best teams in the league and we don't have a good kicker. So I'm, I'm pretty sure he, he got paid really well and kind of did it right. Cowboys cut him. Yeah. Cause he was getting paid a ton of money for a kicker at least. Well, they just lost a game. Yes. Bingo. Idiots. That's what I don't get, man. And it, you know, I, I'm, we're not going to get too much into NFL salary capology, but like how many games do you see come down to to kicking, and I mean punting's important, but I I get it. But like, you know, teams talk about paying your kicker too much, and I'm sure there's a degree, but also, like, think about what percentage your football team is getting paid, and if the kicker's making two percent of that, I think it's kind of worthwhile because <laughs> I'd say I'd say twenty five, fifty percent of your games come down to kicking if you if you do well or you do poorly. 
So I I know there's a lot of fake stats in there, but I don't know. Pay pay a good kicker if you have one. <laughs> All right. We're going to pivot away from sports for a little bit pivot. and go into the real news. The real, real news. news. The things that you guys need to know about. If you're at an office and you want to make chit chat with people. I don't know why you would. I was the most. I was a mute in my office, basically. Never talked at all. But if you want something to talk about with your coworkers who don't like sports, here are some stories. This is the real news. This is the real news. I'm gonna bring one to the table first, Jake. See what you have to say about this. Sure. An employee, a McDonald's employee, was scammed into taking. $1,200 from the safe. Right. So, how do you do that? How is this not just an employee stealing? That might be your question. How does an employee get scammed into stealing money? Here's how it went down. A guy okay. called in the McDonald's, said, this is blah, blah from corporate office. I need you to take the money out of the safe, go to Target, Buy a bunch of gift cards. <laughs> Buy a bunch of gift cards so we can use that money to pay something off. Right? Right. So the McDonald's employee took the $1,200 out of the safe, went to Target, bought $1,200 worth of gift cards, then read all the gift card numbers on the phone to the guy from corporate who took down all the numbers. My question to you, Jake is, was this an inside job? Does this show the level of idiots that work at McDonald's or does, or should a McDonald's employee, like why not go along with this? If you're working at McDonald's, those are my three perspectives. I don't know which one that falls in. My initial reaction is that employee is an incredible employee because I don't think I would have done any of that. So you so and not from like a smarts perspective, just like you want me to I got to run down to Best Buy and buy twelve hundred dollars worth of gift cards and then read you the numbers. I would have been like, nah, fam, I'm drive through. I got this. <laughs> I worked the drive through. Yeah. So they um, so the, the it, it's got to be inside job to a degree, right? Because if they had to go into a safe or something. The reason being was take the money from the safe and use it to purchase gift cards so corporate could deposit the money to help save jobs. Yeah, I mean, that's tough because that sentence still doesn't make sense in my head. Then the guy on the phone called a taxi to pick up the employee Drove him to the store. He brought $1,200 worth of gift cards and then read the numbers to the guy on the phone. If you're the guy on the phone, how do you concoct this plan? And when you call McDonald's, what's your percentage of it working? Ten? Five? I mean, yeah, that's the thing. You, you almost have to know the players at hand here because I think 90% of people are just hanging up the phone. 100%. 90 100% of 90% are hanging up the phone. Right. Um, yeah, and that's, that's where the inside job makes sense because this is so ridiculous that, like, okay. Should we try this? <laughs> yes. No. Call a bank. I'm going to need you to empty the safe, take the million bucks, go hey, buy Hey, this it. is corporate. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, this is corporate. Can you empty the safe, go get some gift cards? 
No problem, if, if, sir. If you ever get a call and someone says, hey, this is corporate, just hang up. Yeah, because that's not how corporate calls. Yeah, that's not how corporate calls you. And if they were, then just leave that company. Hey, it's corporate. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks, guy. Oh, I quit. All right, you got a story? Yeah, Jim, and I'm 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 gonna partially throw you under the bus for this. Just I'm I'm gonna read the title of the story and and tell the people that you you su- you suggested this one for me. So this is this is a little bit of where you think my mentality is at. I thought I'd give you the better story. I would. Oh yeah, that's what you thought. I think you didn't want to say some of these words, but oh, I'll do it. There was a California man. Who allegedly stole underwear, milk, and cookies from a woman's apartment. And I mean, that that part's cool. Here's the rest of the headline. Caught after leaving semen on a laptop. Yeah. So he so, broke into a sorority house or a bunch of college oh, yeah. girls. And he's, he's 19 years old. Okay. But like, what a 19-year-old break-in. He steals milk, cookies, watches porn on the laptop, and then grabs some underwear just as a memento. But like yeah. mine, if, if he didn't grab the underwear, that's a crazy crime. I was just going to say, if he doesn't grab the underwear, uh, I was going to say, how, <laughs> how can you turn this story? So when we went to college, we had some neighbor girls we were friendly with. I mean, we totally stole cookies and milk from them. Yep. I guess that the, the rest of the story is over the line. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, if he would have cleaned up after himself and not left his juices all over the laptop, no one would have known a thing. Right. He wouldn't well, have got they caught. they might have known. Hey, where's the cookies and milk? This is then this. They, then they just would have secretly hated each other in the house. Like, I know she ate the cookies and milk. This dude's, Why won't she admit it? This dude's 19, and this is not a lot different than a lot of ways 79-year-olds treat the local library. Right. Go there for the internet, watch some porn, have some fun, and leave. Yeah, if you want to talk about 79-year-olds watching porn at the library, I'll let you run with that. I, you're not... Are you, well, you'll see that at almost... Every time I go to a local library, you see some old girls looking at things on the internet that they should not be looking at in public. Are they jerking off? Well, then you have private rooms in the library. Yeah, it's a thing. I mean, I'm not saying it's a thing. I just don't think it's as prevalent as you're pointing out. I mean, it's not like every single. When you day. started with every, you started with every library and every old guy, basically. Seventy-nine-year-old library guys that don't know how the internet works. They just go there and click around. Sure. See, I, that's still a softer stance. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You just kill all my hi- hyperbole jokes. Is that the way this show goes? Like, three- I'm just saying, a lot of people know seventy-nine-year-old guys, and they're saying, "Oh right. my God, does Grandpa go to the library and jerk off all the time?" No. It, they, and I think I I think you can't be putting that in everyone's head. Okay, I won't so use I'm, hyperbole I'm doing it ever for the again people. on the show. All right. Twitter question of the day: Do you believe in the paranormal? Why? Why not? Specifically, ghosts and Bigfoot. From Jordan Gag, who's a, a pretty big-time loyal listener. He's Noodle. a big fan of laughs in the past as well. All right, Jake. Paranormal, ghost. Is Bigfoot paranormal? I don't even know what category that is. Do you believe in ghosts, Jake? Like, kind of, right? It's tough. Because, like, no. You, you, I have to, you have to show me an actual something for me to believe it. And No. Like you, you, you see cool stories and stuff, 
I'm like, there's kind, of, there's almost a romantic side to ghosts, but n- no. My girlfriend's a big ghost believer, like loves ghost tours. She's going to Philadelphia today to go on a ghost tour. Um, sure. I feel like the moment you say you don't believe in ghosts, you get spooked, like you get haunted. Right. It's kind of one of those things where you can't say it out But loud. that sounds like a fake belief to me. That sounds like you're going by saying like, no, I believe in ghosts just because you're scared to get spooked, which maybe means you do believe in ghosts. Maybe. That's exactly what I'm saying. Wow. Do you believe in Bigfoot? Not really. There's some shades of gray. I don't believe like, in Bigfoot at all. I think like, you're not no. such a deal. I, I think there's animals and water creatures that you could call the quote-unquote Loch Ness Monster, and you start going into evolution stuff and animals we don't know at the bottom of the ocean. But, like, no. Do you see that new cartoon movie called Smallfoot? I've seen, like, stuff about it. I, I saw the preview, and I, I hate cartoon I don't hate I would I don't really see cartoon movies, but right. I saw that, and I was like, oh, that's a good idea. It's a bunch of Bigfoots, and, like, one Bigfoot goes to Earth and finds a human. They're like, look, we found one. Kind of interesting. Cute. I would take yeah. my cousin to see it. Cute. Uh, so to sum up, Jordan, I don't believe in ghosts, but I'm scared that I'm wrong. Right. <laughs> I, don't, so I don't know where that lands me. I'm like optimistic. I'm like rooting for ghosts, but you got to show me a little something. Rooting for ghosts. So you're like a Casper guy. Like you want friendly ghosts. I think there's friendly ghosts, or I think, you know, when... When I, like, if I die before my dog, like, I don't know. I want to ghost around and hang out with my dog for a little bit, you know? Yeah, see, the, the, I, need to, I need to know rules. Like, why would you just stay around and haunt something if you died? Be better. Get, you got to be really, like, you got to have a grudge. Yeah. Like, if, if you have to be a grudgy ghost, then, then I'm out. Not into that. You want to be a happy ghost. Casper yeah. got a lot of shit. Yeah. All right. What are we watching tonight? Obviously, the Giants are on Monday Night Football versus the Falcons. The one and five Giants versus the two and four Falcons. Who are the good teams in the NFL, Jake? Every single time I look at an NFL team's record, it's on the wrong side of things. Dude, it, it kind of is a weird, weird year for good teams because Patriots still good. But, dude, like, the two best teams are like the Kansas City Chiefs and the L.A. Rams. The Dolphins I, have a winning record. A- Okay, I'm looking at it now. Dolphins have a winning record. Chargers, Chiefs. Chiefs have a really good record. Wow, the AFC North is uh, Steelers, Bengals, Ravens, all winning records, but nothing great. Yeah. Yeah. I, Rams. It, it, well, I didn't know the Rams were 7-0. and Yeah. Good for them. It's Football's really weird because, like, you just look at the a- AFC North, and it's the Bengals, the Ravens, the Steelers. And you just know the Steelers are going to either win it or, like, the Ravens take <laughs> take it one every three years, and then the Steelers take it the other years. Um, but, yeah, right now the, the, the best, the two best teams are the Rams and the Chiefs, and it's, Mahomes is, like, the big story of the NFL. The Chiefs' defense is bad, and Andy Reid never wins. So... It's it's going to be interesting to see how the storyline plays out. I think everyone loves the Rams because they have the cool coach. They have everyone's in on Goff and Gurley. They have wide receivers. Their defense has a bunch of big guys on it. Aaron Donald, Nadak Bakung Su. 
Sa. Sa. Sa, dude. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they're really good. But, yeah, it's niffle. Go, go Giants. Uh, Knicks versus Bucks tonight. And then I got yeah. some shows I'm watching. Ah, The Juice on HBO Monday nights. And Making a Murderer Season 2 came out. I don't know if you watched Season 1. But that shit is interesting as hell. I think I'm probably going to watch that as I work all day. And then I've been crushing Cheers. If you haven't watched Cheers, I'd never seen an episode. First season, pretty funny stuff. Pretty happy show. Cheers. Yeah, you're 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 getting me close to watching Cheers. Um, seems seems like a lot of good humor. It'll just just be sports for Dad tonight. What else? Uh, Nick's, and w- Nick's at Bucks. If you finish listening to this and you're like, hey, I still got more work to do. I still got our drive home. What should I listen to? We have uh, Talking Yanks. We did the offensive, the batting, the uh, position player grades last week. So we uh, we're wrapping up the 2018 season. Uh, we'll have the pitching grades coming out this week, but uh, the defensive, whatever, the uh, batting liner. I can't. I can't find my words to say that. Position player okay. grades. Position player grades. Yeah, we 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 did that last week. Um, and you have, and I've talking Knicks got, got dropped today. The first regular season episode first, uh, f- you know, we're, we're going to be doing regular Mondays and hopefully mixing in some interviews or, or other things during the week. But yeah, the kind of weekly recap, some fun stuff there t- at talking Knicks, um, find that on all, all your podcast stuff. And, uh, yeah, who knows what else we're working on today. We doing last from the past stuff. I don't know. No, no, last one the past released tomorrow. So we'll let you know tomorrow about that. Right. Are we recording today? I don't know. Keep the people excited. No, nope, we're recording tomorrow. Nice. Nice. All right. Thank you guys very much for listening. This is the first episode of John Boy and Jake Radio. I just think when you're 79 years old, you're you're gonna you're not gonna want some podcast guy saying that you're burping the worm in the local library. I'd like to think that that dude can pick up on jokes and and, and know I'm not talking about every 79 year old wow. that goes to the library. Yeah. Now I hope there's going to be now when you're 79, the day you turn 79 and you're at the library, there's just a group of kids making J.O. jokes right around you. No, that's not how it works. It's this. It's right now. It's the people that don't have like Internet at home and go to the library, like the homeless, like like out of no family, 79 year olds. (laughs) (laughs) The creepy guys, because when I'm 79, I still have a laptop and Internet. I don't need to go anywhere. All right. All right. That's the end of this. Uh, John Boy and Jake Radio, Monday through Friday. Usually it's going to drop around 11 a.m. on uh, the East Coast, 9 o'clock Mountain Time, which is uh, Jake's. So we're going to do that. Usually it's, you know, you shout out Central, you shout out West Coast Time, Pacific Time, but we'll shout out Mountain Time. Like that. 11 a.m. East Coast Time, 9 a.m. Mountain Time, John Boy and Jake Radio. If you have any suggestions, if you have any questions, we are... uh, Twitter questions of the day, any random topic you want, send those in and we will use it. And uh, that's about it. Thank you. Subscribe, rate, review, help us out. Since we're just getting started, we would really appreciate it. Share it with your friends. Reason we're doing this is because talking Yanks is so Yankees heavy that even casual Yankee fans are like, that's too much. I can't do that. So this is a bit more casual, just uh, off the cuff sports talk and, uh, funny news and anything else so there you go episode officially episode one in the books thank you very much for listening share support subscribe all that shit jake any last words i don't think so all right 
Uh, we don't have a theme for the music on Mondays, but the theme on Tuesdays is Dead Artists. Today I played Billy Joel, so maybe we'll have to make a theme. You have a theme for Mondays based around Billy Joel? I don't know. I mean, you've just been you've been dying to play some Billy Joel, so we'll see. If it might it's, it might just be Billy Joel. Billy Joel point. Mondays? All right, let us yeah. know what Monday's theme should be. Tuesdays is Dead Artists. Wednesdays is Women. Thursdays is Songs About Drinking. Thirsty Thursday. And Friday, we don't have. So we need two more themes for music. This ends the show. Everybody, go have a fantastic, great Monday. Get ready for the week. We'll be back. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Tuesday. Bye.